Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right. Welcome to a new episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. You may have noticed there was no episode in August of 2020, and I wasn't going to publish an episode in September of 2020. In fact, it was going to be very intentional. It was intentional that I didn't do it in August, and it was going to be very intentional that I did not do it here in September either. However, I was just recording an episode of the Train with Cliff audio program, and about halfway through this program in this episode I'm like okay this this I'm going to put this out publicly I think I think this might be valuable for a lot of people to hear especially if you might be someone who finds yourself hypnotically spending or investing or having hours of your life consumed by social media now don't get me wrong you if you listen closely to this episode I am not opposed to social media I'm just opposed to doing things without intentionally choosing to do them and being aware of the impact that those intentional actions have on your life, not only on your intended goals, but at what cost. And all of that will become clear at the very open of this episode, but then there's a whole lot more to this episode beyond that. And I think that anybody who has the ear to hear will Definitely understand the incredible amount of value that is included in this episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, which was originally recorded as an audio journal format update of the Train with Cliff audio program, which you can find at trainwithcliff.com. More on that later in the episode. But until then, this is just an introduction to tell you why this episode exists in the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And without any further ado, here's that episode right now. This is going to be an audio journal format episode of the Train with Cliff audio program. I want to give you a heads up about what the overall topic of this episode is going to be so you can determine right now whether or not you want to sit through the ancillary opening about some of the things that I've made a decision to do when it comes to social media because I'm, I'm going to share that in just a moment. But the, the main topic here is answering a question from one of my mastermind group members, Terry Wilson, he asked me the question. He says, hey, he says, uh, hey, bro, in the meeting Wednesday, you mentioned your pursuit of studying psychology on a deeper level. I'd love any references you can share on the books you are reading in these areas. And so he sent me that text message and I began to type up a response that I, in inside of the drafts apps on, on my iPad, and it's already turned into a, a, too much of a book, in my opinion. So I'm like, and, and I'm, and I'm like, ah, okay, I'm getting bored of writing at this point. And I've got other things I want to do with my day beyond writing. And I'm like, but man, I know that I'm going to, I, I, I wasn't just going to, it, once it got to a certain level, my response to Terry got to such a, a, a level 
then what happened was I'm like, okay, this is going to be a resource I can share with other people. And I started to think about, well, I'm going to post this obviously in Basecamp for all of the members of the mastermind group, maybe even the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind group as well. And then I'll just send Terry a note via text message and say, hey, I typed up a response and since it's so long and I didn't want to just paste you a book inside of iMessage, here's the link to it. And I was going to do that. But I, I started to get to the place. So I was like, okay, and this is getting long. I'm just going to record audio on this one. And then I decided, ah, you know what I'll do is I'll record this as an audio journal update in the Train With Cliff audio program and answer that question here. So if you are interested in number one, understanding this, my desire to study psychology on a deeper level, what I shared and why that is, I'm going to share that in just a moment. And if you'd like to, if you have an interest similar to Terry Wilson, uh, who asks, hey, can you tell me what kind of, what, what books are you reading these days in this area? If that's of interest to you, that is the main emphasis. That's the main thrust of what this podcast episode is about. Now, to set things up, let me let me go back a couple days. So on September 1st, which I believe was a Tuesday, I had this overwhelming inspiration that I should avoid logging into the Instagram app to post a post-workout selfie. And it, it probably came out of a conversation where somebody recently said, hey, you know, let me ask you this. Why do you do that? And, and they just wanted to know my mindset about that. And, and for those that don't know this, I've, I've had a history of posting post-workout selfies, and I have a lot of very good reasons for doing that. And I just absolutely love all of those reasons. I'm not going to go into that right now. That's not the purpose of this episode. I, I could share. I shared that a number of times with people in one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and stuff like that. And if I ever feel led to share that here, I might. But then again, I it, it, I just don't feel led to share that now. But I had lots of good reasons. But then something like this question: What would life be like, and how would it impact my own personal journey in my health and fitness, but also in my own inner psychology, my inner game, how would it impact, how would my life be different if I were not just not to post my post-workout selfies, but not post anything? What if, what would life be like if I went the entire month of September without posting a single piece of content publicly in my Instagram story, in my which of course gets syndicated to my Facebook story, but not only that, but what if I I even avoid like posting things into my Instagram feed? You know the things that stay permanently more than twenty four hours, and and then of course also many times I would either syndicate that out or manually post it out to Facebook as well, and 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 depending on how much I felt like that message of that day that I felt inspired to put in either Instagram and or Facebook, I might also syndicate that out to and post it into Twitter. And who knows, I might also post it into LinkedIn, which of course, when I go to post in those places, whether it's opening the Instagram app just to take a quick or to post a quick post-workout selfie or to post something, 
The next thing you know, I see the little red indicator. It says you've got some comments. And then I'm reading those comments and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I might actually go and see how many people have liked my most recent, you know, post that I made. Then, you know, see what kind of engagement it's getting, see how it's resonating with people. And then at the top right hand corner on Instagram, I see there's the direct messages up there. There's a little indicators. And it's like, hey, Cliff, you know, I'm just haven't talked to you in a while. I've been a long-time listener, and I have this comment, which is almost always very praiseworthy and stuff like that, which is really cool. Lots of dopamine that comes from that. Occasionally, there's questions there. There are oftentimes invitations to participate in people's podcasts as an interviewee and all kinds of stuff. And, and, and then, you know, I'm like, okay, now I've done all of those things on Instagram. Now, and again, did you hear all of the things that I just said that happened? I went to go post a post-workout selfie. And the next thing you know, 15, 20 minutes has gone by and I've posted my post-workout selfie, but I've now engaged my mind in the processing of a lot of comments, uh, a lot of evaluation about how what I've said recently in other posts has been resonating with people. And then I'm, I've am i got a, about three to five to seven threads of conversation that have been started with people in direct messages on Instagram. And then once I've done all of that, it, it's maybe 20 minutes later, now it's time to go and post that same thing over on on uh, Facebook. Or if it's an Instagram story and that's all it is, let me just make sure that it popped up over on Instagram or on Facebook story as well. Uh, or if I or I just had the pattern. Even if there's, it's like I, I can just trust that this is going to show up on my on my Facebook story as well. But but I had a pattern of behavior. It's like okay, well I've just done something on Instagram. Well, and I've just cleared out and got let's just call it social Instagram inbox zero. My my next habitual pattern was to check in on Facebook. And then, of course, as soon as I log into Facebook, there's a red indicator that tells me the number of comments or notifications from Facebook. And I'm reading comments and I'm looking to see how, you know, many, uh, you know, engagements I've gotten on recent posts to see how that stuff's hidden with people. And and then there's Facebook Messenger that has a red indicator of people who are doing the same thing that I talked to you about inside of, inside of, um, direct messages on Instagram, and I I may be on Facebook for another 20 minutes. So it's 20 to 30 minutes. So it's very possible 40 minutes to an hour of my life every morning would be on Instagram. 40 minutes to an hour of my life invested in all of those things when all I went to do was to post a post-workout selfie. I, again, I have very good reasons for wanting to post content and specifically why I want to post post-workout selfies. I think that there are many powerfully positive and profound reasons for doing so, but 40 minutes to an hour, and that's only if I did Instagram and Facebook. Occasionally, I might post something also to Twitter which is few and far between, but because of that, when I do log into Twitter to post it, all of a sudden I've got a bunch of at replies, and I've even maybe got a couple direct messages there, which then pushes up, and heaven forbid I have something that I wanted to post that I felt is so important that I'm I'm gonna use every outlet I can think of here within the front seat of my car sitting at the parking lot of the gym, 
I think I'm going to post this to LinkedIn as well. Or as soon as I get back to the house, I'm going to post, I'm going to create a, an article on LinkedIn. And next thing you know, I'm formatting it, choosing a thumbnail and all of this other stuff. And, but, but as soon as I log into LinkedIn, because it's been maybe three weeks to a month or even longer sometimes on LinkedIn since I've been there, the number, well, first of all, I, admittedly, I don't even read the, the email inbox on LinkedIn. It's, it's not, I mean, you might as well just call it my spam folder. I, I apologize to any of you who have ever emailed me personally and sent me a personal message in LinkedIn. I'm sorry. It is, su- your message has been sucked into the abyss slash vortex that is the spam of LinkedIn. The trashiest of all trashiest places you can go for internet communication. That is my that's that's how I deem LinkedIn messages. The fact that they you can in message me. Uh the marketing. <laughs> all that stuff. I trust me, I realize that maybe you're a LinkedIn guy and that's your main platform of choice for connecting people. And let me tell you this. People say the same thing that I just said about email inbox. And I I I have a preference for email in my email inbox and I manage it and and I tend to it. And and all of these platforms, including LinkedIn, in my opinion, are like landscaping in front of your house. I mean, if if you let the weeds grow naturally, then then they'll you'll have a, a an unpleasant environment when you show up there. And if you if you don't manicure the the good plants that are in your landscaping in front of your house, if you don't keep them trimmed and looking nice and watered and cared for and all that other stuff, if you if you don't uh, dress things up with some nice filters and and some strategies and techniques of how you're going to handle things like putting mulch down and and you know it, it, it's all about maintenance. And so I realize and recognize that everything that I just said about LinkedIn is just from my frame that I put on LinkedIn messages and LinkedIn in general. So if I I desperately hope that you're not offended by what I've said about LinkedIn, and you could probably argue with me that man, you've got some amazing strategies and techniques for making the email inbox inside of LinkedIn your preferred communication uh, means of choice. And I could see how that's possible for people and it could be possible for me and it's just not been a desire up to this point so far. Now, with that being said, heaven forbid I get in there, thankfully I have easily conditioned myself to not even open up the email tab inside of or the messages tab of LinkedIn, but there are comments since the last time I logged in and and, and engagements there. Now, at, yeah. So, social media, and, and by the way, that's just posting a post-workout selfie or that's just posting, and if it gets all the way to a Twitter and LinkedIn scenario, then it's something that I've just read in one of the books that I'm reading, usually sitting in the parking lot of the gym, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna create a post around this, and all of those things to just publicly produce content in the social media space and then following up and seeing all those things that are going out there that I feel led to share, that that's just one time per day. And if that's the only time per day, we're still looking in excess of one hour of my morning, before noon, certainly at least one hour at this point, on average, has been consumed or or I have invested an hour of my life, depending on how you want to look at it, you you could you could 
frame it either way. I either an more than an hour of my life has been consumed and sucked up, or I've wisely invested an hour of my life in the communication platforms of choice and communicated with intentionality about the way that I want to impact and influence the number of people who follow me. You can frame it either way, and I vacillate between the two frames from time to time. I tend to lean towards the investment side of intentionality, but there have been times where, quite frankly, in my evaluation, as I sit there on September 1st on a Tuesday, I realize that so much of what I'm doing is not with intentionality. It's, it's, it's inspiration in the moment, and my question is, is this investment of my time, effort, and energy, is it the wisest choice for me to, is this the wisest choice for me to invest? And that's that's only like the morning check-in with the 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 either the post-workout selfie or the inspired thoughts that I've just gotten here in in these books that I've read. I'm gonna take a quick drink of water. I'm not gonna edit this out, by the way. So that's that's the social media thing. And then there's also several other times within the day that I would check in. It's like I posted something this morning from Unlimited Power or from another book or some other quote that just really hit with me level, and I wanted to see if other people were engaging and reacting to it. And all I wanted to do is go in and see if anybody had commented on these things. And typically, that meant most of the time Instagram and Facebook, very few times Twitter, and even less times LinkedIn. Follow where I'm going with this? Now, if I check in, let's just say it's lunchtime. I'm, I'm eating lunch, sitting at the table, log into Instagram just to see if anybody commented on that amazing post that I made about un, that quote from Unlimited Power. I mean, uh, I wonder if Michael, I wonder if this one even piqued the curiosity of Michael Hyatt and and because occasionally Michael will either like something or love something, heart something, whatever, and, and a very, uh, there are many times that Michael will even a comment on something that I've said. It's like, oh, Cliff, this is powerful stuff. And and then, depending on what I wrote and how much it caught Michael Hyatt's attention or Dan Miller's attention or some of my other mentors or my closest friends and, and peers that I admire so much, many times it will, it will inspire them to then go over into the private messaging platform of these platforms and send me a private message, which ensues then a conversation going on. And that that doesn't happen all of the time. That might happen maybe once or twice a month. But I check in, let's just say on a daily basis, to see if that is the one or two times this month that that's going to happen. And it, inevitably, there's usually a number of comments on some of the posts that I will make and lots of likes and stuff like that. And I'm checking out to see how things are resonating. And and of course, from the time I was engaging with people, the people that I engaged with that morning in the gym parking lot, you know, now there is some, they've responded to my response. And so there's lots more private things. And next thing you know, 30 to 40 minutes, maybe even an additional hour has then been invested, <laughs> invested on continuing this process of uh, of engaging with Instagram and Facebook as the primary sources and occasionally with a little bit of Twitter and less LinkedIn sprinkled into the mix. But that's only the first check-in in the morning and then the check-in at lunch. That doesn't even do the 
you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to just take a break, go for, go walk the dog, check in on, and I'm, and I, I just wonder how many times have I unconsciously, just habitually in a hypnotic rhythm done that same process the number of times per day. And yes, I know that there are screen time apps on built into the iPhone now, and I could go and easily check all of that stuff. But uh, you know what? Intuitively, on September 1st, Tuesday of this year, I recognize that, you know, I, I, I'm not being very intentional about this stuff. And I think what I want to do is I want to take a month off of these platforms. So, and, and instantly I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to post anything today, Tuesday, September 1st. I'm not, po- I, I took a post-workout selfie, did not post it to Instagram or any of the other stories, posts, or anything. I then read a lot of incredible stuff from the book that I was reading. Didn't post anything about that book. And trust me, every day I read a book, and I'm reading books for hours a day every day, I didn't post anything that day, September 1st. And so what happened was then I'm like, okay, what am I going to, I have to take note. I can't not share this. And so instead of sharing in social, me, social media on Tuesday, September 1st, I then shared it in my day one journal and my da- daily activity logs. And the next thing you know, my journaling went exponentially through the roof. And not to mention the fact that I didn't, I mean, any time that I took all the time to do all the things that I said previously about posting something that I've read inside of uh, Instagram and then created a little image to go with it and a little post and made it an actual post in my timeline and syndicating it out to all those other places. If I did all of that work, I was also putting that into my my, um, day one journal. So I have a have a record of that. But what happened was, you know, my my following on Instagram and social media, nobody's going to want to know every highlight that I've made in a book or my thoughts and my notes on every highlight of every chapter of every every paragraph of every chapter that I read. I am a pretty intense person when it comes to all of this notes and stuff. So what happened was in, instead of crafting an image with the right uh, quote that that leads to pique someone's curiosity and and I, I mean trust me I, I go through a lot of work to to create social media content that will engage with people you know it's like hey are you hitting your target and I'll go find an image of a dartboard and I will crop it down to a square and I will do uh, some some blurred effect with and and darken the image I'll, I'll put a little vignette in the corners. I'll find the right font, the right transparency of that font. I mean, there's a lot of work that I would go into. And all of that time that I would spend in investing just a, a, a lot of time, effort, and energy in creating a social media post that I that will then bring me into the, the flow of all of the other time. Very, very little, per, once I've actually created the asset and the message that I want to go and then of course I'm editing that message and you know I want to say the I want to say as much as possible with the fewest words as possible to make the greatest impact. But once I've done all of that work, which is a lot of work, then when I go to post those things, a very small percentage of my time in Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those things 
very little of the amount of time is actually posting those things because it's log into the thing, click add a new post, bring in the image that I've expertly curated and created, t- copy and paste the text that I've 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 proofread and everything, hit post, and now let me look at all these red indicators about comments and direct message responses and private messages and all that other stuff. So so instead of that, what happened on September 1st, I'm actually not doing all that image creation. I'm not doing all of that careful curation. What I find that I'm doing is I'm actually reading more and I'm journaling more. I'm actually sharing with more with myself. I don't have to explain to others what it is that's going on in my mind. I'm actually, I, I got direct access to my mind. And so I'm just, I'm just mind dumping lots of great highlights and shares and stuff like that inside of my journal. And what I found was that on Tuesday, September 1st, when I had my coaching calls that day, dude, I had three, five, ten times the amount of insights to share and access with my clients had I actually posted all that stuff to social media. Wow. And then Tuesday or Wednesday morning, September 2nd, I got out of the gym and reading a couple more hours worth of books, did the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I think I think I might do this. So I came to the hot seat that morning and I said to the the Next Level Mastermind AM group, this was Wednesday, September 2nd. I'm gonna take another drink. And I said, you know what? I believe that I'm going to take an entire month. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling led. I, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm I, here. Okay, I've committed. I'm going to take the month of September off of all social media platforms when it comes to these specifically, the ones that I engage with, especially creating content and where people communicate and reach out to me. That specifically is what I'm talking about. That means first Instagram, second Facebook, third Twitter, fourth LinkedIn. And in fact, I sit there, I said, I'm even thinking about deleting those four apps off of my phone, at at least for the month of September, and also making a commitment that I will not log into those four platforms on any other device in any other means. And then as I said that, I realized it's like I'm considering deleting the apps. Why why am I just considering? Why don't I just do it? And so while the meeting was continuing, as people were talking about their things, I went in and I deleted those four apps off my phone. So by the end of that Next Level Mastermind meeting, I had deleted those apps. And, and And I have now lived, today is Saturday, September 12th, 2020, and I've lived 12 days, at least so far up until now, with no logging into Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And yes, I am missing out on the incredible benefits of why I use social media in the first place. I am missing out on the benefits of influencing powerfully, profoundly, and positively influencing the lives of the people who follow me. Not that every person who follows me follows everything that I do, that everything I say on social media resonates with them, but I know through the power of social media and through the power of creating content, 
I absolutely know, hands down, that the content that I post, even some of the most mundane, insignificant things that I think to post, usually there's one, two, three, and sometimes hundreds, and on a rare occasion, thousands of people who are radically, profoundly impacted by the stuff that I put online. I I know this to be a fact. So I'm missing out and have missed out for the past 12 days or for the past 11 days and now the 12th day. I've missed out on those benefits. However, what I'm evaluating is what I've gained in the process. My journaling is off the charts my the amount of insights that i have allowed myself to take in has been off the charts the amount of insights i have to offer my existing clients which is where i am fully committed my paid mastermind members my one-on-one coaching clients and very few potential new clients that i bring in through the prosperous coach uh, method this is where my insights are going and then not only that because i'm not sharing in social media this may sound crazy, but the the amount of things that I actually share in conversation with my wife have gone through the charts. Don't get me wrong. My wife and I have been together for more than 25 years now. And in our 25 years, we have incredible uh, an incredible relationship. We do tons of talking and tons of time spent together every single day. But do you know how much... I would go upstairs or I'd come home from the gym and I would say this and I would say that. And she goes, yeah, I know. I saw your post this morning. And, and, not, and that, would be, that would be the end of that conversation. She goes, yeah, I read every, I, I, you summarized it well. That was a great thing. That, that was good stuff. And, and that would be the end of the conversation. But because I don't, because for the past 12 days, I've not shared anything anything in social media, I come home from the gym and what I would have posted maybe on social media, but instead only posted in my private journaling, I come home and I said, Stephanie, what's going on? How's your day going? And I, I, you know, start off with what's your plans for the day? And I said, hey, can I share something I learned this morning? And then I'll read her a quote and she goes, oh, I like that. And instead of Yes, where I took maybe 30 minutes of careful curation of creating a social media post that my wife has already read and consumed and, and pondered in her own mind while, you know, while I'm driving home from the gym, she, she and I now have this fresh conversation around it. And also, I mean, many of my clients, many of my mastermind group members, not all of them, and many of my one-on-one clients, not all of them, also are in in tune with what I'm posting in social media. It's like, yeah, Cliff, I, re- I read that this morning. But it, it's one thing to read that, but to have that conversation as as we ponder together this thing and ah, uh, there's been a there's been a lot of benefit of not sharing it publicly to where I can have that conversation for the first time introducing that new insight in real-time conversation versus having had a little bit of impact in that relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. There, the, the fact that there is, there's, so what I'm saying is there's benefit of not sharing that insight 
publicly for my wife and a handful of my existing clients and friends to see it before I, I do it. So, by the way, how can I, you know, once I get beyond September, how can I do this intentionally? Well, what if I actually never post any of this stuff as I'm thinking it, as I'm experiencing it? What if I instead say, oh, okay, this has got to be a post. I'm going to create an image that goes along with this. Here's my carefully curated thoughts related to this and all of this stuff, and I save that into uh, 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 there are there's a limitless number of resources where I could actually uh, save future to be released later social media content. But what if instead of posting that in real time as I'm thinking it, what if I just keep all of that stuff bottled up here and then I come home and I share that and then I have a couple I have a couple days worth or a couple weeks worth of engagements with clients and bring those insights fresh where they've not had a chance to see that from me in social media but where I have conversations with Stephanie and and my my children and my friends and my clients what if I do all of those things and then I post into uh, social media or before I post those things into social media as their schedule, what if what if the conversations I have even further expand the awesomeness of insight related to that quote? And what if that causes me after a couple conversations and and having a couple anecdotal stories to add to it, I can go in and modify it and make it even an incredibly farther... Uh, um, a more powerful piece of content to share because I've sat with it even longer before I've chosen to share anything publicly in that way. And, and of course, all of this could be turned into future email newsletter updates as well. But things where pretty much if you're already, if you're an existing mastermind member of one of my masterminds or if you're one of my one-on-one clients, if you're a family member or a close personal friend, when you see me post that in social media, you're like, yeah, I've had that conversation with Cliff. That, that's good stuff. Ah, uh, I'm, I'm starting to see some benefit. Let me just say this. I'm, I'm thrilled to have gone so far uh, near, nearing my 12th day without social media. And so I and I'm thinking about how am I going to approach social media moving forward after September, and and I will tell you I, I, I there's a there's a part of me that questions am I going to use social media after October first uh, personally now professionally I I could I could hire somebody to take all those posts and post them out there for me. And I could still, I could choose intentionally to schedule one hour per week every week to sign into those platforms on the web, not via my phone, but on the web once a week, each week, and just see what kind of comments are there and what kind of private messages have been sent on all those platforms, except for LinkedIn. Uh, anyway, th- this is this is a story uh, or this is a an experience that's in progress. I have nothing more to share with you other than what I've shared with you on my decision to leave social media. So when I got onto Wednesday morning, my first win of the week was, hey, I've been so and so number of days without social media and I'm super excited. 
And if you have been, if you, meaning you're a member of the one of my mastermind groups or one of the coaching clients that I've worked with so far in the first 11 days of September, then you, you may have wondered, well, what's Cliff got as a benefit? What's his thinking about this so far? Well, now I've shared that with you. All right, second thing that I want to share with you is, uh, oh, win of the week. So I have been considering a great deal about something that I've shared in the Train With Cliff audio program. I've, I've been going through the Train With Cliff, or the Think and Grow Rich training series that I've been working on here inside of the Train With Cliff audio program. And I've talked about mastermind, running future businesses as if they were mastermind groups. And I've had some great new insights on that. And I'll share those in future updates in the Train With Cliff audio program here in the future. But what I will tell you is that I've actually had a one-on-one conversation with somebody who is likely to be a future business partner. And I've gotten permission to share this. So I will tell you that I've, I was having a conversation with my great friend, Mark Mason. He's a member of my Green Room Mastermind group and one of my best friends on this planet. Mark and I were talking the other day and I, I floated around the idea of what I had shared with you guys in the train or in the Think and Grow Rich series, Mastermind Groups for Businesses. And when I shared that with him, I said, uh, you know, it's, I said, who knows, maybe you and I could have a business together one day. Just kind of just throwing that out as a passing comment because, dude, I would love that. I would do that in a heartbeat. And I wasn't expecting that response. But then that conversation went down a little bit of a path, just, just briefly. And I just tucked it away in the back of my mind. The other day, I came home from, the, I was on my way home from the gym, and before I got home, I had um, sent a verbal text message to using Siri's uh, dictation. I sent Mark a message and said, hey, do you have any time this morning for a dreaming session about what a future business that you and I would partner in might look like? And he goes, it just so happens I do have some time today. And so we jumped on a call. And we had a two-hour conversation talking about and just dreaming about what a business would look like. And we refused at first to talk about an industry. But first, what would, what would be the purpose? Why, what, why would we even consider partnering together in a business? And I have notes on that. And, and we came up with so much. In fact, before we even discussed what industry we might consider starting first with our first of likely many businesses that we would that we would own together not that he would be a partner with me in all of my businesses but probably more than one and 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 likely at least one so we we've got the entire culture the hiring policy what what it would be like to be you know the how the people on the team would work the the mindset of the people the core values that would be shared the we have the entire culture of our company our our potential future company worked out we we have the vision and the mission of serving people not with a specific product but regardless of what the product or regardless of what the industry of what it means for us to serve people and 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 why we feel called to serve people and how we will serve people and how people will feel and how they will it, it's it's like culture and then we also talked about a third priority so there's people uh that are working in in and on the business 
there's the people who are being served by the business, and then there is the third priority, which is the profitability of the business. We talked very candidly about what the purpose is financially for this business. And that was a majority of our conversation. Then we started talking about what industry, and I'm not going to share that here, but we, we, we started thinking about a potential first industry. And I, we were so caught up that two hours had passed. And this was an impromptu conversation on a Friday. And matter of fact, it was not this. So it wasn't Friday the 11th. It was the Friday before that. So I, it was just moving so fast. And I said, Mark, I, th- I think we need to put a pin in this and just just sit on everything we've done. And it got to the place where if we if we weren't careful, we'd probably like spend the rest of the day incorporating a business, you know, creating uh, a federal submitting for a federal ID number and setting up bank accounts, each of us depositing the uh, initial amounts of investment that we'd already just I mean, we got deep into conversation, my friends. And I said, listen, I, I, I think I, I need to slow down and take, take stock of what we've talked about. I'm super excited about this, but there's something inside of me that's telling me I should slow down here. And I don't even know when we should have our next conversation, but I, I need at least a couple of days to think about this. And, and so I did. I'm going to take another drink of water and I'll be right back. So we had all that conversation and all, by the way, all of this is to share with you my wins of the week that prompted Terry Wilson's question to me. So this is, yeah, this this might all fit within an hour. Good stuff. I might even share this as an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I think I will. By the way, if you're listening to this because uh, you're subscribed to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, you may have noticed I don't think there was a single episode in August. And I was pretty certain that there would not be a single episode in September. But as I'm recording this podcast episode right here, right now, this is supposed to be in, shared in the in the podcast feed for the Cliff Ravenscraft show. By the way, this is originally recorded as an episode of the Train with Cliff audio program. This is an audio journal format episode of the Train with Cliff audio program. So the audio journal format episodes of the Train With Cliff audio program are like this, where I'm sharing what's been going on in my mind and in my personal and professional journey, everything authentically, transparently shared. If you want to know the insights I'm getting, the experiences I'm having, I mean, obviously, I don't bring any confidential information that that I'm working on with clients and 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 things like that, but Anything that's not confidential, you get way more insight into the things that are going on. If, you, if you've if you ever wondered, man, how is it that somebody like Pat Flynn and Michael Hyatt and Tony Robbins and maybe even Cliff Ravens, how is it that they actually have the lifestyle that they have? So for example, if you wonder, I wonder how Cliff got to the place where he shut down 100% of his, and, and he talks about himself in the third person, Give me just a moment here. How is it that Cliff Ravenscraft shuts down a business that he built for over a decade and completely shuts down every single stream of income and then goes and launches a completely different style of business in a completely different industry, self-help, personal growth, personal development, full-on you know, life career coaching instead of this 
technical podcast coaching and consulting business, teaching people how to successfully launch podcasts and answering all their questions related to the technical aspects of creating amazing podcast content, both in the audio form and also in the actual communication form. How, how does he go and transition all of that and then develops a business where he gets sick and tired of internet marketing and sales funnels and all of that stuff and how does he go and create a business where he's devoted to let's just say 25 clients uh, that are paying somewhere between 12,000 to 27,000 dollars a year and just transparently and this I, I've never been one to shy away from numbers my average income right now is somewhere between it, it, it's right now currently at this very minute it is twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars a month my overhead in my business I have no team members I have no virtual assistant currently I have very few expenses other than my accountant slash CPA my software that I use for my computer and my health insurance and just other random small expenses. My, my expenses are extremely small. Most profitable time in my life, I never, in, since January 2020, I have never worked a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday where I had a commitment on my calendar that I had to be at a specific place at a specific time with a specific person. Now, I am recording this on a Saturday. This is not work. This is me having fun. I just decided to come down here and record an audio journal format update for the Train With Cliff audio program. But how do I get to a place where I'm making $27,500 a month serving 25 clients and I am consistently bringing in potential new clients and all I ever do is have five 90-minute coaching calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays and two mastermind group calls that I facilitate that I get paid for on Wednesday morning and Thursday evening. And then my personal green room mastermind group with the top level highest caliber people you can possibly imagine as peers, one hour a week. And, and all of that, and how can he get to the place where he's able to do all of that and just not care about sales funnels, social media marketing, all of that other stuff that, that, that I mean, it, there's value in all of that stuff. But how, how, how does he go from doing all that to all of this to all of that? <clears throat> well, the, the Train With Cliff Audio program was launched back in November 2017, just two months after I shut down my podcast coaching and consulting business. And if I am not mistaken, this is actually, let's go in here and tell you real quickly, this is my 214th episode of the Train With Cliff audio program and the entire step-by-step -step journey. And it's not always been pleasant uh, in the earliest days of the, of the transformation, but it has been nothing but pleasant since July of last year. So experiencing peace, love, joy, abundance, satisfaction at the highest level for well over a year now. And if you're interested in learning how all of that happens, trainwithcliff.com. There you go. That's my host spoken endorsement for the Train With Cliff audio program. Now we resume to our regularly scheduled, actually regularly unscheduled content. <laughs> so we got that far into this conversation, Mark Mason and I. <clears throat> and then I shared with the Next Level Mastermind AM group, my second win. So my first win of the week with the Next Level Mastermind AM group is that 
10 days without social media. Actually, that was, that was the, so it had been nine days without the, any social media. The win of the week that I shared with the PM group on Thursday night, 10 days without social media. And of course, I'm sharing with you now here in the Train with Cliff audio program. And also, hello everybody in the Cliff Ravenscraft Show audience. I'm, I'm now sharing with you 12 days without, that's my first win of the week. The second win of the week is a conversation that I had with Mark Mason about the launch of what would become my very first additional business above and beyond my own personal brand, which is Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC, which is all of my personal brand stuff, my personal coaching, things related to my message in the world personally, my my own mission and purpose. Now, I said, I, we, we talked about the business, uh, and and things and the clarity that I had is that after a couple of days of sitting on that, I let Mark know. I said, "Hey, it has become abundantly clear to me that it's almost likely. I I would say so. I would use the word. It's very likely that you and I are are going to proceed with building a business as we discussed this past Friday, but." I'm. It, it is abundantly clear to me. There, there is no second guessing this. That is not going to happen in 2020. In this third quarter of 2020, there will be no business launched. That 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 is absolutely abundantly clear to me. And I will tell you right now, unless there's a message from an angel from heaven, or or I, I, I go to sleep one night and God appears to me in my dream and says, you will launch a business tomorrow. It's not likely to happen in 2021 either. Which, by the way, is already the clarity that I had about Free the Dream conference. I had already decided, you know, regardless of any kind of vaccines or any kind of lifting, you know, if we're allowed to high five and hug people again, in 2021, I had already decided there would not be a 2021 Free the Dream conference. And I'd already decided I'm not going to pursue a, a, a virtual version of that event. I, I I think it's very likely that there will be more Free the I, I, I believe that Free the Dream was a God-inspired in, event, and it will likely continue but it's not likely to happen in 2021. In fact, I'm almost certain. Matter of fact, you know what? Forget it. Okay. Decision made, barring a message from God. (laughs) And hey, trust me, I am not discounting a message from God. That will be a future audio journal update that I am glad to share with you once I, I, I begin sharing with you some of the incredible stuff that I've been reading lately. Oh my gosh. And yeah, not going to go anywhere near that right now. So, barring a clear communication from my creator, I am committing that there will be no business launched before 2022 outside of my existing business and my existing focus, and there will be no Free the Dream conference uh, before 2022. And and again, notice, it. I'm not saying that I'm saying I'm going to launch a business an additional business or or more businesses in 2022. I'm not saying there will be a conference in 2022 for Free the Dream. I'm saying there won't be one 
prior to 2022. So that means I've got the rest of this year to remain focused on what I know is what I'm being called to focus on in this season of my life. Uh, and I'm as I've been evaluating it, I'm conv- I'm becoming more and more convinced that what I'm focused on for the remainder of this year is also uh, to continue throughout 2021. So my second win of the week is that while I had this conversation and it was exciting and I can see a compelling future vision, it's almost as though it's inevitable that that's going to happen. I've got clarity like never before that this is not the season. In fact, my third win of the week is the conviction that I'm going, and and this may seem crazy to those who know me, but a deeper commitment to my own personal growth and development. And when I say personal growth, I'm personal and professional growth and development. And I say that for those of you in the Train With Cliff audio program, you know that that sounds crazy because you already know how, how many countless number of hours I put towards my personal growth and development. But I'm going even deeper and even more with more intentionality that that in fact, here is exactly what I know are is is my primary focus right now. Certainly, when I wrote these down and I shared this in my win of the week, my, by the way, my win of the week was only like 90 seconds, two minutes long. I'm just expanding on this because that's what I do here in the audio format, or audio journal formats of these, these Train With Cliff audio program episodes. So, Deeper commitment to personal growth and development. And here is the breakdown of what is my, what jazzes me the most. Number one, psychology. I want to double down on my personal and professional development in the area of psychology, specifically two different fields of psychology. And they're very closely related. Actually, they're, they're pretty much intertwined with one another. You can't really study one without studying the other. So neuropsychology and behavioral psychology. As far as I'm concerned, by the end of 2021, I, 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 have, I, I may or may not have certifications in programs, it, it, certifications, certificates, uh, num- letters after my name, all that stuff, none of that stuff matters with me. However, I want to have near mastery or absolute confirmed mastery of certain subjects within the fields of neuropsychology and behavioral psychology. That's my number one passion and interest. And all of that fits into my identity of who I am and why I'm here on this planet and and the way that I help. Well, first of all, the, the way that I experience change and transformation in living out the life that I know that I'm called to live, at least in this season, as much as I know, and my ability to always live up to the next level of what I'm called to do in this world. That's essential. First and foremost, I I need to know everything I can know about my own neuropsychology, my my own behavioral patterns, so that I can get myself to transform on them in an instant anytime I need to transform something that has been brought to my attention that is holding me back from living the life for which I was created. So I want to I want to master those skills and I already have some mastery of cer- certain techniques but I want to go deeper. And I, and of course I also want that so that I can help others and that I, I'm a coach. That's what I do. That's what I oh, I'm a communicator who communicates to others. I've always been a coach that has helped people get 
transformation in their life. That that is who I am. That's what I and so I that's number one. Number two, I have this unceasing uh insatiable desire to learn more and more about psych or I'm sorry, philosophy. Just understanding how the world works, people's different viewpoints, understanding and appreciating people's backgrounds, just how do people interpret the meaning of life, philosophy. I, I, I want to study as much as I can about where people have developed their things, and, and this, this goes into some, some pretty amazing different areas that I never would have dreamed I'd be reading books about and watching documentaries about the things that I've been consuming lately. And it's incredibly eye-opening and and it's expanding my worldview beyond my wildest imagination. And I feel led by my creator to expand my knowledge in this area. I've, as a matter of fact, one of my commitments is to, to know and trust and experience the love of my God in a more intimate, more passionate way. And the more I learn, the less I know, and the the more I'm okay with that, and the more I feel led and guided and I trust, and I'm like, ah, there's so much to be said. But again, all of that is gonna be in future episodes. So that's the second area where I'm going deeper. Money and investing. Of course, I've shared with you guys in the Train With Cliff audio program, Uh, some of the things that I'm studying in the area of money and investing. Management of money, I feel like I've got mastery of, uh, but the investing side, I'm a novice. And so definitely got some big, huge goals, got big, huge chunks of of money. Uh, By the end of this year, I will have $100,000 that has to be invested. Or my understanding is that I may have until tax time, uh, I, I, but the thing is, is, I should have enough working knowledge uh, for me to intelligently make a first decision where to place one hundred thousand dollars. And for those of you who are who maybe listened to my most recent thing, seventy thousand of, of that is in is in an annuity, and the other thirty thousand dollars is is what I mentioned previously. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to make my first huge big jump giant leap into the investing world, but I have a bunch of books that I'm going to read before I make those decisions. And so I've I've got two and a half months before the end of this year to to get all of that in. And I don't, I'm not saying that in two and a half months I'm gonna have any mastery. I, I will have just a beginning novice level in it, but at least I will have some informed decisions on the books that I've read, the documentaries that I've watched, and the coaching conversations I've had with people that I'm going that that I'm discerning who should be the coaches that I reach out to to get wisdom, insight, and advice. But I'm definitely doing this with the same level of intentionality as I did my health and fitness journey. I will take that kind of intentionality with my investing journey and that learning and growing on the financial side, the psychology side, and the philosophy side will not end in 2020. And I feel led to take all of my margin that I have in my life to continue the mastery of those three areas in 2021. It's kind of like in 2015, I pretty much put most of my business on hold 
uh, and and in a, in a holding pattern, just doing the minimums, you know, all that stuff, so that I could focus pretty much nine months of that year in my fit, health and fitness journey. Well, the c- cool thing is, is I've actually have an equivalent of that to where I only have to work. Okay, no, I only need to choose to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it's very few hour number of hours. I mean, I compared to what. I used to think one should responsibly work in their business. I, I will continue to maintain. Actually, I won't continue to maintain twenty seven thousand five hundred. That's a ridiculous idea. I will hit my goal of increasing my income to well over thirty thousand dollars per month by the end of this year, and I will not settle for thirty thousand dollars as a goal in twenty twenty one. By the end of this year, I will decide what my increased income recurring revenue per month will be. But here's what I will tell you. I will still commit myself to no scheduled calls to produce that. Either serving existing clients or bringing on new clients will all happen Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of each week. I will continue to have several hours every day, Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, many hours on those work days to continue to invest hours in the personal and professional development in the area of psychology, philosophy, and money and investing. And I will also use my Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for my own recreation, to go away four-day weekends with my wife, do things individually with my kids or all together with our family. But even during those days, and when I'm not doing those things, then I will be immersed in the study of those things that I want. That's that's what I see, That the clarity of that. So my wins of the week were uh, 10 days without social, or uh, the the month of September without social media, with all of the things that I've shared earlier. A deeper commitment, I'm sorry, the clarity that now is not the time, not only for a Free the Dream conference to return in 2021, or certainly by the end of this year, but now is not the time or the season to start launching those additional businesses that I will likely launch one day. Uh, but instead, I have absolute clarity what I'm doing with the remainder, remaining two and a half months of this year, and I see that continuing, and I, matter of fact, I actually am thinking about getting some certifications in clinical hypnotherapy, a certification in clinical conversational hip, hypnotherapy, and a certification or two or three in neuro-linguistics programming. So, yeah, that's what I'm going. Now, I, I, this, yes, this episode's gonna be a little bit over an hour, but hey, if, if this is a, a, an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, it, it's likely gonna be your only episode <laughs> in September. You want more content? There's at least one episode a week of this kind of content and even more powerful content far more powerful content, which you can find over at trainwithcliff.com. All right, so uh, so I shared those wins of the week just briefly in the Next Level Mastermind AM group. And so last night, I see that a text message came in from my friend Terry Wilson. He says, hey, bro, in the meeting Wednesday, you mentioned uh, your pursuit of studying psychology on a deeper level. I'd love any references you can share on the books you are reading in these areas. So I'm going to take a drink of water and I'm going to read to you what I started typing out in my drafts app and then I'm going to continue on. All right, here's what I started to write to Terry. 
My main focus for right now in the area of neuropsychology and behavioral psychology are the materials from Tony Robbins. Over the past 35 years, Tony has distilled hundreds of books related to those areas of of psychology, hundreds of books into amazing frameworks that have been tested and have stood the test of time. I've seen Tony's work, real life, on the spot interventions in people's lives in their deepest moment of leave need in countless videos online and have witnessed it firsthand at several of his conferences. What I've seen there had blown my mind and I knew that I wanted to learn how to have that impact on people. So I began to buy audio programs from Tony Tony Robbins, starting with the number one audio program ever on the topic of practical everyday psychology. It's called Creating Lasting Change. Creating Lasting Change is a 10-day audio program. I've gone through this 10-day audio program more than 30 times since June 2016 and plan to continue to listen to this program at least twice a year for the rest of my life. That's where I'd recommend that you start if you haven't listened to it yet. Beyond that, his book, Unlimited Power, by the way, not the audible or audiobook version that says it's abridged, by the way, it's not even abridged, it's nothing more than a brief audio complement to the book. The actual book, Unlimited Power, is super powerful and goes even deeper into the materials shared inside of Creating Lasting Change. I've recently read Unlimited Power for the first time about a month or so ago. I fully intend to read Unlimited Power once per year every year for the rest of my life as well. It is incredibly powerful. Then there is the audio program from Tony Robbins called Personal Power 2. It has a good deal of overlap from the first two resources mentioned above, but there is so much more. There are a total of 20 days worth of audio content in Personal Power 2. I have also listened to this entire 20-day audio program more than 30 times. I plan to continue to listen to this audio program on repeat with creating lasting change throughout my lifetime. I have I have also attended the Unleash the Power Within conference twice live. I walked on fire both times. I've purchased a very old audio program. Let me pull this up, by the way. I purchased, it's called, it's Anthony an Anthony Robbins classic, Unleash the Power Within. It says, personal coaching to transform your life. And I'm trying to, it's from, it's from Robbins Research International. So I got this off of his, off of his website. Um, and, and it's very, very old. It's like the earliest days of this conference. It's recordings from that. So I also have a CD program from Unleash the Power Within. I've listened to it multiple times already. It's not been 30 times because it's a newer product that I had purchased. I've probably been through it eight or nine times. So I've been to the conference twice. I've listened to the audio CDs. It's 12 session audio program. So that's 12 days worth of content. I've listened to it multiple times. I've also uh, attended 
Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within virtual event, first ever, uh, just a couple months ago. I think that was back in July, I think I did that. Anyway, so I, and, and of course I took notes on that. And, and so that's where I stopped. I went, so Terry, I know you're listening. That's, I had written that much out. So now I'm going to, I got kind of bored typing and I'm like, okay, this is way too long. And I think this would make a great podcast episode for the Train With Cliff audio program, which obviously I now believe will also be a great episode for uh, the Cliff Ravenscraft show. So that's where I left off. So what what materials on the in the area of neuropsychology and behavioral psychology? So far, it's all those Tony Robbins materials. And I actually am going to, in November or December, I can't remember which, I think it's actually in December, I am taking Tony Robbins' six-day, no, ten-day, six-day, six-day. It is a six-day virtual date with destiny program. So I'm doing his virtual date with destiny six days. And that was like $4,500 when I purchased it because I purchased it during the UPW event. I'm sure it's a little bit more expensive than that now. And the price will go up as the December timeline rolls around. But that's the next one that I am going to be investing in. And again, all of this is related to uh, Tony Robbins' approach to human psychology and how he uses it powerfully to coach people. And I can tell you right now, as you, well, Terry, you've, you're a client and, and you're invested at the highest level of what I offer. And so I know you know the power and the impact of the coaching that I've had. You've, you've experienced it firsthand and you've witnessed it in countless number of Next Level Mastermind AM groups. And if you ever wonder where I got all of the techniques that you've seen there, and I and I think you may have actually seen the Free the Dream conference recordings, all of that has come from mostly from the Tony Robbins materials that I've just told you about. So that's the area of psychology that I've studied thus far, uh, or, or at least that, that's a majority of it. But then as I started thinking, it's like, okay, that is not even close to all of it. So there is this book called, uh, let me see if I can find this. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I've, got a, I've got a thing in here that now, I'm trying to think of how to do this. So Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. I read that book one time, I will read it many more times, uh, and it, at least several more times throughout my lifetime, I will read Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. So that one's huge. Um, then The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. There, there, I considered that to be a pretty decent book on the area of human psychology and behavioral psychology. Um, then there is a book called Thou Shall Prosper, which is by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. That is a good book on psychology. I have the book The Wizard Within, which is the Doctor, it is the Krasner Method of Clinical Hypnotherapy. That was a very transformative book for me uh, personally. It's a t- it is a college textbook that is out of print. Uh, my friend Tim Schur, S-H-U-R-R, who is a professional clinical hypnotherapist, he and I connected uh, last year, and he sent me this book as a gift. And it's not a cheap book, so thank you for that incredible gift, Tim Schur. If you guys are 
if you guys wonder, just go to Amazon and do a search for The Wizard Within by Dr. A.M. Krasner and and look to see how much it would cost for you to have a physical hardback version in perfect, excellent, brand new quality. Uh, it, it, it's, it's awesome. So yeah, that, The Wizard Within, that was an incredible book and I will read that one probably at least two or three more times. Um, there are books such as Let's see here. Think and Grow Rich is, I, I believe, a book on psychology as well. I, I think T- Tim Schur sent me the second book recommendation for me to get into next, and I think it's Hypnosis for a Change. Uh, hypno- let me yeah, let me look at this one. Uh, Hypnosis for Change from, uh, is it Josie Hadley and Carol Stochner? I have not gotten into this book, but I'm pretty sure this was the next book that that Tim Shore had suggested that I read. So I'm going to get into that one, and I'm going to take some online courses. I, I might actually hire Tim Shore, uh, either one-on-one as my coach, to coach me in clinical hypnotherapy. I know that he's been playing around with the idea of, of teaching some certification program in the area of clinical hypnotherapy, so that's something that I'm doing. There's a book called Super Coach by Michael Neal, uh, N-E-I-L-L is the last name. Michael Neal, Supercoach. I've read that book. It's incredibly powerful on, in, in the area of, of psychology and coaching. Um, yeah, the, 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 there is The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph somebody. Let me see if I can find this in the current studies. Oh, you know what? I only have the names. But it's The Power of the Subconscious Mind and and. Terry, if you go looking for the power of the, I think it's Dr. Joseph Murphy, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, if you have any questions and you decide to get the power of the subconscious mind, by the way, I've only been a couple chapters into that and it's kind of, you know, I kind of lost track of it due to a break in routine of when I, when I was reading that book on a daily basis. But I remember every time I opened it up, it's like, oh my gosh, this is incredibly powerful. And so, I plan to go back to The Power of the Subconscious Mind, and I'm pretty sure it's Joseph Murphy. Let me see what else I have here. So, by the way, philosophy in my mind goes a lot into psychology because psychology is our belief systems. So, obviously, philosophy and what we believe about life, the meaning of life, and God and creator and all that other stuff. So, I have a I have a difficult time completely distinguishing the difference between psychology and and uh, philosophy. So, I will tell you, I'm reading a book called The Autobiography of a Yogi. And just do a, a search in Amazon on that. You'll find it was, it, it's a very powerful, uh, or very um, popular book. Anyway, the autobiography, autobiography of a yogi, I found out this was Steve Jobs' number one most favorite book ever. I saw, after I learned this in a documentary that I was watching about Steve Jobs, I learned that this was his favorite book, so I started reading it, and then I started studying more to confirm, was this really Steve Jobs' book? There's a confirmation that I've seen in multiple multiple different places that on Steve Jobs' personal iPad, his personal iPad, there was only one book downloaded into the iBooks, or the, the Books app, or I think it was actually iBooks at the time. But anyway, the the books app on his personal iPad only had one book in the library, and it was the autobiography of Yogi. I've also 
heard rumor that everyone who was an who became an employee as they became an employee of Apple every Apple employee was given a copy of the book an autobiography of a yogi and i have seen some people say my dad worked at apple and he did he was given a copy of this so i've seen a little bit of things in comments of people going back and forth about whether or not that's true um i have seen I've heard people say that at Steve Jobs's funeral that he instructed that everyone who attended his funeral was to be given a copy of an autobiography of a yogi. And I have seen articles that suggest that that was a, the case as well. So that, I mean, it's like, okay, I'm going to read this book. And I'm 33% through that book. I read a chapter a day every day that I go to the gym and I read that in the parking lot. And it's an incredibly powerful book. Um, related to a lot of, of, of stuff. And it's, it's really opened my eyes into a lot of what other people believe in and how they view the world and, and how the world works and fabulous stuff that I could go into. But th- th- that'll be in future episodes of the Train with Cliff audio program, likely. All right, so Autobiography of a Yogi. Uh, let's see here, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, oh, by the way, so my study of psychology is not just from professors. My study of psychology is also by reading people's firsthand accounts of their life and what they believe and how they behave. And so, uh, by the way, reading the autobiography of a yogi, so you you can non his name was Mukunda something or other, and he go, and then his yogi name was Yukananda something or whatever. You can just look up autobiography of a yogi. Anyway. I'm currently listening to the audiobook version of the biography of Leonardo da Vinci. I'm still going through the Ashley Vance autobiography of, or not autobiography, the, the biography of Elon Musk. So I'm learning about the life story and experiences of Leonardo da Vinci, Elon Musk. Um, let's see here. Uh, becoming supernatural. Uh, that is, yeah, I think I think that would fit into this this area of neuropsychology. So, becoming supernatural by Dr. Joan Joe Dispenza is something that I am reading. I started reading this book called Moonwalking with Einstein a long time ago and have not finished that. It's all about memory and how your brain works, but again, that fits into my category of neuropsychology, so I definitely want to get back into and finish Moonwalking with Einstein. Uh, Let's see here. I already talked about creating lasting change, personal power to unleash the power within, think and grow rich, I've already mentioned, unlimited power, the book, psycho-cybernetics, the book. Uh, Let's see here. There's a book by Sadhguru. I can't remember the name of his book off the top of my head right now, but he's got a book that he's recently published. Just look for Sadhguru, S-A-D-G-U-R-U. Let's see here. Looking, I found this book called NLP, An Essential Guide. I don't have the title or I don't have the actual name of that person, but just look for NLP, Essential Guide. And if you send that to me, Terry, I'll... I'll confirm whether or not that's the book that I have. Oh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. There's really, well, no, actually, that's not fair. There's wealth principles. I, I would say that that actually fits on human behavior, neuropsychology, and and also very much on money management. There are, I think there are, what, 17 wealth principles that he talks about in there. Uh, the One Thing, I think that's Keller and Papazan. Anyway, The One Thing, Essentialism, those are, in my mind, those actually fit the category of, of behavioral psychology. 
Um, yeah. So those, oh, I finished the autobiography of Nikola Tesla, which was really good. And um, yeah, just I, I, everywhere I turn. Matter of fact, I consider every show I watch on Netflix to be a study of, of human psychology and the way that they tell stories about how people think and behave and act and ah, all those things. Now, with that being said, I do anticipate, like I, I, I'm definitely going to go uh, head first into neuro-linguistic program, programming. I'm going to be reading introductory books. I'm going to be watching documentaries. I am going to be uh, looking up who are the top teachers and educators in this field. Uh, if we can start doing some live events again, I will in 2021, and maybe who, who knows if any of them have the guts to do it in 2020, I'm definitely ready to start flying. So, uh, but anyway, as soon as, as soon as there are some intensive three, four, five, 10 day workshops on NLP or any, or hypnotism, I will travel and go and get myself immersed into the study of those things, coming away with some certifications in in conversational hypnotherapy, clinical hypnotherapy, and neurolinguistics programming. Those I, I I'm just at the barely at the surface of that. And for anybody who wants to know on an ongoing basis beyond those things that I've just mentioned about what I'm doing to learn and study and grow personally and professionally in the area of neuropsychology, behavior psychology, philosophy, money and investing, and any other skill development. If you want to figure out what am I studying currently, what am I learning, what am, how am I practicing this, how am I incorporating, what are my experiences with it, that is the Train With Cliff audio program which you can find at trainwithcliff.com. It's only $10 a month to be a part of the program. Check it out at trainwithcliff.com. All right, there we go. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and